coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 90. Wow, of the two sweet wrestling podcast. We got a lot to hop into, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm really gonna hop into it right now. You can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet pod. That's that is where, excuse me, all of my listings are for this podcast. So I'm not gonna waste any more time. No best thing for this thing this week, but we do have number one spot. We're going to hop right on into, ladies and gentlemen, the number one match of the week, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Bryan uh, versus Adam Cole. Like, when this match was made, man, just an awesome matchup, just an awesome announcement. I'm sitting here, I watched SmackDown late, and it, that match got made, I was like, oh my goodness, yes, and it delivered. Adam Cole wins clean in an excellent match it was. Moving on to number one spot of the week. Uh, the Raw Brawl with NXT ended with Keith Lee going over the top for a tope on everyone on the outside. That is the number one spot of the week. Number one live for the week, the East Polo Boys. How about that? They faced off with the War Raiders or the War Machine or whatever they're being called now. Uh, but they, they, they had that call to bank energy. I just posted that online. So that is number one spot for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hop right on into it. And normally I do WWE, NXT, and AEW first. I'm going to save them for last this time. Uh, we're going to start with the NXT invasion. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been interesting to say the least. And it escalated very quickly. So we had NXT on SmackDown. Obviously, the guys from WWE were stuck in Saudi. I'm gonna get into that uh, later. But we they kind of made chicken salad out of you know what chicken you know what. Uh, we had the NXT guys invading on SmackDown, and I gotta say it was well done, Champa. I faced off with Miz and got the victory. That was an awesome matchup. We had a Bianca Belair beatdown. As I just mentioned, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. We had some very interesting things go on. And they showed up on Raw as well. And had a nice brawl. And I got to say that this was also well done. I'm very much into it. We got NXT at Survivor Series versus Raw and SmackDown. And they have been made into it has a legit competitor, excuse me, with this invasion in WWE has done an awesome job. I gotta say the one thing that I would love to see is someone jump from Raw or SmackDown to NXT. We got enough guys there. And I gotta say, I thought it was happening with Triple H and Seth Rollins uh, when he had that interview. Uh, excuse me, that promo and Triple H stuff Rollins, they have such good chemistry together, man. And like we've seen these promos before where Seth is down and Triple H is right there to pick him up to get him to join together. And I thought we was going to have that. I thought Seth was going to join the Undisputed Era. And it turns out that that's, that that didn't happen, excuse me. But overall, they've done a tremendous job with NXT Invasion. I've enjoyed it a lot and I cannot wait to see where it goes because we got a while before we get to Survivor Series. So we got, a, we got some weeks to build this thing up so 
Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, obviously we had some WWE invasion on NXT as well. I'll get to that later as well. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, to the reason why NXT was even on SmackDown in the first place. The WWE Saudi situation, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta say that this is one of the weirdest stories of the wrestling year so far. And, I mean, we're coming to the end of the wrestling year. But, weird story to say nonetheless. We had the guys stuck in Saudi Arabia and they were supposed to be back for the SmackDown, the live SmackDown this past Friday, but they did not make it. And look, as soon as I seen WWE post that it was plane troubles, the first thing I said was, oh, yeah, right, man. What's really going on here? And there were a lot of loose rumors out there that got out that Vince... Ah, made the Saudi prince mad by cutting the fee to Saudi Arabia's uh, viewing of WWE Crown Jewel. It got put on a one hour delay. Those rumors were out there. And then the rumors were out there that the WWE guys got held captive. And like, look, man, here's what I'm here to say. I don't know what happened 100%, but just off my instinct, you cannot just tell me that plane troubles held these guys up for that long. We had Rusev tweeting, we need all of your prayers, brother. Like something else was going on and it stinks with me. Like I would very much like to see a very big and public news outlet pick up this story and undig what really happened in Saudi Arabia and what was really going on. Also, what I didn't like was Vince McMahon like he, 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 he said you know what I don't like Saudi Arabia I'm gonna kick something up but you know what I'm gonna get on my private jet and I'm gonna get up out of here that doggone Vince said in the sponge by me he said alright I'm gonna head out that's, 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 what, that's what Vince said that's what he basically did and I don't like that whatsoever whether Vince left before or whether he left during uh, the the wrestlers were having problems with the planes or whatever was going on. He still shouldn't have left that early if he did what he did. If he cut the feed, he knew some kind of repercussions were going to come. He got the heck up out of there before that did. And well, the weirdest timing of an announcement, man, ever. Uh, WWE re-upped with Saudi Arabia for like uh, three more years. And the deal is going to go on into like... 2027 or sometime in the late 2020s and we had all these problems before and my my thing is why are you re-upping with these people you should be trying to stop this situation and i guess money talks and they i guess they threw a whole bunch of money at bench you know how much he loves money and my thing is look bro money ain't everything how about you stop going to Saudi Arabia so we can avoid these situations? That's my thing on the whole situation. The whole situation stinks, and I hope the guys just refuse band together and refuse to go to that place. That's what I hope happens going forward. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had Shayna Baszler. We're moving on to Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, they had quite the promo, man. And I got to say that it was excellently done. 
Like, I loved every bit of this. We had Becky, Pro Becky Lynch, excuse me. She was uh, sitting down uh, for a promo, and I thought it was just going to be about, you know, Becky and her next feud or her upcoming match at Survivor Series. And Shayna Baszler rolls up, and they get face-to-face, -face and it's on. They're going back and forth. Shayna Baszler's talking about how she isn't Ronda Rousey. Uh, Becky Lynch is coming back at her. And I got to say, I'm interested in this singles match. Like, this is WrestleMania all over again. I was more interested in Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey than I, far more than I was Becky Lynch versus uh, Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. And I got to say, I'm more interested in Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler far more than I am Becky Lynch versus Shayna versus Bailey. Bailey feels like an afterthought in all of this. Even though Shayna put the beat down on her too at SmackDown, I'm pretty sure we'll I see the receipt for that at some point. But this Becky and Shayna face-off was tremendously done, and man, I am here for it. I I very much loved it. So moving on on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're gonna move on to Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm getting through the segments here. I want to make it quick. I don't want to stay too long on one subject, so we're keeping it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Another keep it moving edition of the Two Sweet Podcast. If you've listened for a while, but Brock Lesnar came out and he was just ready to wreak havoc. He was looking for Rey Mysterio. He was beating people down backstage, slamming people in the tables. Even even threw poor Dio Medine. I even F5'd him, I think it was, through the announce table. Why you gotta beat up the brother? Why, why, why is it that Jerry the King Lawler was the one about to take the beat down, but the brother had to step up and take the beat down and go through the table? Why you ain't step up and help Jerry the King Lawler? But that's beside the point. That's beside the point. After that, Rey Mysterio came down, ladies and gentlemen. He laid the beat down on Brock Lesnar. Had a lead pipe. It looked like a lightsaber. It just, I don't know what it was, but the, the lighting on the stage <laughs> when Rey Mysterio came out, it looked like it was a lightsaber. I was like, what is going on here? Oh, it's a lead pipe. Okay, that makes sense. So, he beat down Brock Lesnar, and the match was made at Survivor Series. Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar for the Heavyweight Championship. And I got to say that I appreciate the character development with Rey Mysterio. And I don't have a necessarily a problem with the match. But situation and timing is everything. Uh, we had all this anticipation for Brock Lesnar versus The Fiend at Survivor Series. Or Brock Lesnar versus The Fiend versus uh, Adam Cole at Survivor Series and it's Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio at Survivor Series and yeah, I'm not that much interested in that but you know what we'll see how it turns out going forward uh, moving on ladies and gentlemen Seth Rollins man I, I mentioned Seth and Triple H but man Seth and Dave Meltzer man look Man, Seth, I, I, I tweeted on Twitter. Seth is incredibly thin-skinned, man. He lets a lot of things get to him. Look, I don't mind him uh, standing up for himself against Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer put out a story that Seth Rollins gave a rah-rah speech or to, to the locker room, and Seth Rollins flat out denied and said that is not true. Look, I don't mind him defending himself, saying that it's not true, but Seth Rollins, every time I turn around, man, he's in another Twitter beef with somebody, he's responding to somebody, he's calling somebody out, he's calling AEW minor leagues, uh, he's talking about John Moxley, uh, and like, yeah, 
every time I turn around, man, he's talking about the fans and how they're booing him and how he didn't like that. Like, he's in, in, incredibly thin-skinned at time, and I'm like, man, just forget everything. Just go out and do your job. And... Like stay off of Twitter. That's I'm not I'm not into giving advice to grown men, but I just think the stuff should really stay off of Twitter. So moving on from that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get into a little bit of NWA power. Ah, the women, Thunder Rose and Marty Bell Sienna. We had Thunder Rose versus Ashley Vox on NWA Power. And Thunder Rose wasn't a very cool. We're, wasn't a very long match Thunder Rosa picked up the victory But the aftermatch was the story Thunder Rosa went to lay the beat down Marty Bell came in for the save And we kind of had a standoff With Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell And that took us to commercial break When we came back Marty Bell was uh, Cutting a promo on Sienna Was talking about how Sienna was a best friend And Sienna quickly cut her off Which led to Thunder Rosa Laying the attack On Sienna and I gotta say that this is all very interesting to me. Thunder Rosa held up Sienna, and I think Marty Bell gave a super kick to Sienna. Uh, nonetheless, she gave the beat down on Sienna, and I am very interested, ladies and gentlemen. A job well done in the women's division, and I gotta say that I cannot wait to see. I thought it was gonna be a Thunder Rosa versus Marty Bell feud, but it turns out that it's looking like it's an alliance and i gotta say did they have done really well with the women's division i cannot wait to see what's next is it gonna be thunder rosa versus sienna is it gonna be marty bell versus sienna i cannot wait to see what happens we also crowned a new champion on nwa power i thought the Cole cabana and james storm match was really good i, I did not like the interference uh toward the end but Coke Cabana is the new NWA national champion. And I got to say that, look, I'm very interested in that. Does this mean that James Storm is going to move up to the world title uh, to face off with Nick Aldis? That opponent is yet to be determined. So we'll see about that. But Coke Cabana is the new national champion. Moving on to the main event. We had K Kingston and Eddie Kingston and Homicide calling out the Dawson's earlier in the night. Uh, to which they said they'll think about facing off with them but we had a great main event match kingston homicide versus the dawson's i uh, didn't get a whole lot of time but the wild cards tried to interfere they were quickly cut off by the rocket roll express and that's something new the rock roll express back at end of day how about that uh kingston and homicide stood tall they got the victory and we'll see where that thing goes going forward so moving on to NXT and AEW, we're going to look at NXT, a, a few segments from NXT and a few segments from AEW. We're going to start with NXT. We had the beatdown of the Undisputed Era uh, prior to the show uh, from the OC. And the OC came out to start the show. And I'm like, oh, man, look at this. It was uh, pretty cool to see those guys in NXT. They were quickly cut off by Ciampa. Uh, and then that led to Keith Lee and Matt Riddle coming out. We really had a face-off with Ciampa and the OC. Ciampa talking about daddy's home. And he said, welcome to the real main roster uh, to the OC. I thought that was just a tremendous line. Well done. We had ourselves a great main event set up uh, between the OC and Ciampa and Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. So that was an excellent opening promo. Moving on to another 
a match from NXT or a match from NXT, Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai really took it to Shayna Baszler, was really laying her uh, in, in the punches, excuse me. So I really enjoyed the way Dakota Kai took it to Shayna Baszler. It was a near banger, wasn't quite a banger, but they did an excellent job. Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Shayna Baszler obviously picks up the victory. You can't have a champ taking a clean loss there. But we had a brawl afterwards, and that led to all the women coming down. And that led to me and him coming down with a kendo stick, laying everybody out. It was well done. And it was later revealed that me and him would be the fifth person on Team Rhea Ripley. So I very much enjoyed that. It was well done. Also, later on in the night, Angel Garza picked up the win in a fantastic match over Tony Nese. Uh, he would he will face Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. I am very excited about that match. That's going to be an excellent match next week. And the main event, the OC versus Ciampa, Riddle, and Keith Lee in a excellent match a fantastic match just seeing aj styles face off with champa just seeing aj styles in an nxt ring was exciting to me man but as great as the match was it was all about the post match we had finn balor come down he hit the bloody sunday on the ramp on matt riddle and we had finn balor staying off staring off with aj styles and i'm like I tweeted, somebody throw me up a two sweet right now. AJ Styles did it. Finn Balor did not acknowledge him, just gave him the double bullets. And after that, man, we had Adam Cole coming down. And he attacked everyone in the ring. AJ Styles got him out of there. He attacked Ciampa as well. And to close the show, we have Adam Cole staring down Finn Balor. And Finn Balor did not acknowledge him yet again. So what I enjoyed about all of this is we do not know where Finn Balor's head is. Is he team OC? Is he team Undisputed? We do not know. And I enjoy that they are doing this with Finn Balor. It kind of re reminds me of when Sting was in WCW. Was Sting in WO? Was he WCW? He just stayed down the middle. And Finn Balor is staying down the middle. It is an excellent piece of storytelling by NXT just so well done by those guys excellent show for NXT so we are moving on to AEW I'm going to talk about a few segments from that show and then we're going to uh, hop into the AEW full gear preview so to start ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk about the Cody Rhodes promo man what an excellent display of emotion a phenomenal promo it was the first time I got to say I tweeted this I said Cody is cutting the best promo of his career right now. It was the first time I, that I really saw some of his dad in him in his promo. The, the emotion, from an emotional standpoint, like you could see Dusty Rhodes in Cody in Cody Rhodes. That promo was tremendous. He talked about going from being unwanted to undesirable. I mean, it's undesirable to undeniable. Excuse me. So I thought it was a phenomenal promo. And in that one promo alone, look, man, it sold me. And all through this build, I've said you can't take the title off of Chris Jericho this soon. It, like you cannot do it. 
And in that one promo alone, man, they sold me on the fact that, man, Cody is very over. Maybe he does need to win here. Even though I don't like the, the stipulation of he's never challenging for the world title game. Because at some point, Cody is going to be so over to where you're going to have to put the title on him. But I respect uh, AEW enough to where I think that they are not going to go back on their stipulations. So I'm going to get into who will win. But it is very interesting. It is very much up in the air and I'm very much excited off that one promo alone. Moving along the private party faced off the Dark Order and man I just cannot get into the Dark Order. They are really good workers in the ring but their act is just something I cannot get into. Private party picked up the victory and what was an excellent match they will be added to the tag team title match at full gear if I'm not mistaken that was the stipulation but I enjoyed those guys and they deserved the slot they had an excellent match with the private party moving on Jericho man <laughs> the Jericho video I enjoyed every bit of this it was one of the funniest things I have ever seen in recent wrestling history man we had the hype video and I'm thinking okay this is a serious video they're about to build full gear and whatnot and we had Virgil on there the dude said Jericho's talent is like Olive Garden's breadsticks it's unlimited I bursted out laughing that this was well done uh, Chris Jericho's aunt's friend from church was well done it was just a great rib on Cody's video package and I love every single bit of it moving on ladies and gentlemen we had Shana and Rio versus Emmy Sakura and Jamie Hayter and I gotta say that this was an excellent match. I really enjoyed it. It was probably the best women's match that AEW has had so far. I'll go as far as to saying that. Very well done. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Emmy Sakura picks up the victory there. And I'm very excited for Emmy Sakura and Rio at full gear. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the main event. It was Hangman and Omega versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. This was an excellent match but was great was the post-match brawl ladies and gentlemen everybody getting involved i enjoyed every bit of it uh, the spots from the young bucks and it was a crazy wild wcw brawl to sell you on the pay-per-view and it was excellently done well done aew so moving on speaking of aew we're gonna move on to the full gear preview and I gotta say that, not a lot of matches, but that is okay. NXT has always showed me on the fact that you can have five or six matches and give them a bunch of time, and it can be an excellent pay-per-view. So we're gonna move into the first match. It is Hangman Page versus Pac. And this is will be an excellent matchup, excuse me. This has been well built up. Ah, uh, they were supposed to face off at the first pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was double or nothing, but obviously Pac had issues, if I'm not mis if I'm remembering that correctly. But we've picked that feud right back up, and I have been very invested into this feud. I cannot wait to see what happens, who wins. I ask for who wins. This is a tough one because Hangman really needs to get back on track. But I can see Pac winning here too. I am going to go with Hangman Page to pick up the victory here. So moving on to the tag team match. For, uh, we are going to move on into... Uh, 
Santana and Ortiz, I almost called them LAX because that's what I know them as. Uh, versus the Young Bucks. And this is going to be another phenomenal match. I cannot wait to see it. And look, man, I'm surprised there's not a stipulation being put onto this. But be that as it may, so long as they get a, a lot of time, it is going to be an excellent match. And another tough one to pick. Uh, in their first big matchup, I'm going to say that LAX picks up the victory here. There I go with LAX. I'm just going to say that they are going to pick up the victory over the Young Bucks. I expect a phenomenal match. It has been a phenomenal build with LAX continuing to get the upper hand until as recently as this past show. You know, the Young Bucks kind of stood tall there. So I'm going to go with LAX to pick up the win. Next up, we have the Women's Championship on the line. Rio versus Emi Sakura. And I got to say that I'm very much interested in this match. I think it could be an awesome matchup. They had a phenomenal. If you look at the match from last night, they had some phenomenal chain wrestling to end the tag team matchup. I do not think that this is the time to take the title off of Rio. I do not think that M. Secure is the person to take the, t the title, excuse me, off of Rio. So I am going to go with. Rio to pick up the victory at AEW Full Gear. I cannot wait to see that match. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, moving on, we have John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, ladies and gentlemen. And this has been the best built field heading into this Full Gear pay-per-view. Uh, with Moxley having the injury, it has only built up the match more. It has only got me that much more excited for the matchup. So I am very much looking forward to it. Ah, uh, look, man. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. We've had tremendous video packages. Uh, the video package from AEW Dynamite was tremendous last night, building up this match even more. And it's going to be a lights, quote unquote, lights out match. I don't know if the lights are going to truly be out. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, they aren't. Like, I've seen Seth Rollins versus. I Bray Wyatt with the creepy, stupid red light. I'm hoping we're not getting some type of that in this matchup because these guys could really pull off an excellent matchup, an excellent no DQ matchup. So I'm hoping that doesn't take away from the matchup. This is a hard one to pick, but I am going to go with John Moxley to get the win here. Kenny Omega has been trash talking the dude uh, the entire feud. So I'm going to go with John Moxley to pick up the win here. Next up, we have the AEW Championship on the line. Cody versus Jericho. A lot at stake here. Cody, as I mentioned, not going to challenge for the world title again if he loses. Uh, we have judges if this goes the full 60 minutes, to which I do not think this is going to go. Cody Rhodes. And Chris Jericho, nah, I just do not look at that match and think it's going to go 60 minutes. So, we have the title on the line, and I can make a case that Cody should win this match. The guy is mad over with the fans, but I do not think it is time. As I said earlier, I still, even though with my renewed interest in Cody with that promo, I still do not think it's time for Chris Jericho to lose that title yet. So, I am going to go with Chris Jericho to pick up the victory here. Next up, we have the tag titles on the line. Uh, SCU versus the Lucha Bros versus the Private Party. This is a candidate for match of the night, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be excellent. I cannot wait to see how it all turns out. These are outside of... 
uh, LAX and the Young Bucks, like three of the most captivating tag teams in the company. And this is, I'm not going to even say Kennedy, it will be the match of the night. So I, I know they're going to give it a bunch of time. But as for your winners here, SCU just won the tag team championships. You cannot take the titles off of them. So I'm going to go with SCU to pick up the victory here. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have the buy-in Bia Presley, excuse me, versus Britt Baker. I gotta say that this feud hasn't gotten enough time for me, hasn't gotten enough build-up in my estimation. It is very interesting. Bia gave her the black eye a few weeks back, and I gotta say I'm very interested in this. I want to see what's gonna happen. As for your winner, since it's the buy-in, normally the face gets the victory on the pre-show matches. Uh, to get the crowd hyped up for the pay-per-view so i'm gonna go with Britt baker to pick up the victory here i'm very much excited about this match and we'll see how it all turns out so ladies and gentlemen that is it for episode 90 of the two sweet podcast i am very excited wrestling was very good this week we had a little bit of everything this week so i've been on twitter all week i will be on twitter all this weekend i will be live tuning aew full gear so if you want to find me at Two Sweet Pod. You can find me there and at OMG Corey B. That's my personal account. You can find me there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out.